Spoiler alert, if you haven't seen the Amazon Prime or BBC4 limited series, It's a Sin, and you intend to watch it, stop the recording now. I mean it, just stop it now. I can't promise that I won't say anything during this podcast that might give something away. If you have seen it or have no plans to see it, listen on. I've been pondering over this series for almost two months now. I first heard about it from some friends of mine in Ireland who were going on and on about how emotional and realistic this portrayal of the early 1980s gay scene was and how the AIDS epidemic ravaged the lives of so many. And this topic caught my attention, as I'm sure it would anyone who's interested in how the gay population and AIDS are characterized in film and television. But it also frustrated the hell out of me because the series wasn't available in North America yet. So I had to listen to the veiled critiques of the show for weeks before Amazon Prime made it available in mid-February. So you can imagine that as soon as it was available, I signed up for my 30-day free trial of Amazon Prime and I watched the hell out of the series start to finish in one sitting. For those of you who don't know anything about the show, it's the story of three young men in their early 20s who make their way to London's gay scene and into each other's lives as AIDS is starting to affect people in North America and into the UK scene. It shows not only how they were living their lives at this point in time, but also how they reacted to, to AIDS, how their families and really how society reacted to this deadly disease. And after thinking about the show for a few days after I watched it, I know my reaction to it was not the same as everyone else's. So I decided I was going to watch it again just to see what I might have missed or if I could see something different the second time. So again, I spent four and a half hours watching all episodes back to back. The fact that I had now watched this series two times does not mean that I didn't enjoy the show. Uh, quite the opposite. I did enjoy it very much both times. But what I was feeling was not the same as the comments I had heard from others who would actually who would actually share their experience with me. If anything, having watched the series a second time only reinforced my thoughts on it, again completely contrary to other feelings that everyone else was telling me about. So as the end of my 30-day free trial to Amazon Prime is fast approaching, I decided that I would watch it one more time, which I did last night. Again, all in one sitting. So having invested around 14 hours of my life watching this program, I've decided to get my thoughts out of my head. So here we go. First of all, Russell T. Davies, who wrote this series, is well loved by the gay community for his groundbreaking series, Queer as Folk, that played in 1999, that allowed people to see some of the more intimate lives of gays in Britain at the time. In It's a Sin, Davies wanted to show not only the anguish, but some of the joy in, the, in their lives for those who were affected by HIV AIDS, instead of just remembering them for how they died. And I think on this point, he got that right. 
I really enjoyed the fact that the main gay characters of these of this series were actually played by gay men. So the realism they brought to the screen did justice to the story. The range of the characters and how they approached their lives also represented so many gay men I've known over the years, so I could really relate to their characters in a real personal way. Having just come out myself in December of 1979, I could also relate to how the three characters embraced the joy and carefree nature of the gay bars and the discovery of their own sexual identities throughout the show. There were attitudes that carefree parties, discos, drink, and boys would have no consequences is actually something we all felt back then. We felt the music, we felt the jubilation of the lights, the drink, and the need to be accepted by our own, both in society and in the bedroom. We also felt, in some cases, the hatred of society, our families, friends, employers, and yes, in some cases, others within our own community for whatever reason one queen might be jealous of another queen for trying to get out of their own current circumstance. This is where I think Davies did the best job in the show. During the early 80s and 90s, so many people were fired from their jobs because they were gay. So many people were disowned by their parents or other family members because they were gay. So many people were tossed out of their apartments because they were gay. So many people were denied health services because they were gay. And so many people who got sick with HIV AIDS were just whisked away, never to be seen again, because they were gay. In essence, some families back then, if they hadn't shunned their sick child, would hide them from their friends so the family wouldn't be humiliated by the fact their son was gay, and especially by the fact their gay son was now sick with HIV AIDS. They said, oh, he's sick with pneumonia or cancer, but it was shameful to say that he had contracted AIDS. I personally know of so many gay couples who were just torn away from each other by their partner's families who wanted to hide their son's illness and deprive their son from being with his partner while he lay dying. There was no legal standing for partners who lived together. Families burning their son's possessions out of hatred and ignorance when they died wasn't a far-fetched idea only shown in this series. It was a fact. So many people died alone in pain and humiliation because their family refused to help them. This is one part of the show I thought was so realistic, and that did invoke some hurt and anger in me that people were like that, and in some countries still are today. And there was a couple of scenes in the show where everyone is seen at a testing clinic where they're going to get tested to ensure they're all safe from HIV. In the first scene, it's, it's rather casual as they wait for their turn to get tested. And the second time you see them in the clinic is six weeks later when they're going to get the results. And the tension is palpable. You can see the anxiety and fear in some of their eyes as they prepare themselves to hear the results. And if you've ever had to go get a COVID test recently, you've likely felt the same type of tension as you wait to hear if this could mean a potential death sentence or not. 
it's that type of feeling only amplified back in the 1980s because back then it was a death sentence for so many. Hearing those results would determine if you're able to go back home to live your life or if you're going to be sent somewhere to live out your last days likely alone and without those who really loved you by your side. And seeing the relief, the relief in their face when they got that negative test back or seeing the fear that swept over them to the point where they left before they would actually hear the result. I've, I've seen this happen for myself and felt those feelings as you're sitting there and your name is called and you go into the room with an unknown doctor only to hear, you know, the test was negative. It changes you in a real powerful way. There were a couple of other things that stood out to me. One was how one character appeared to have only met one person who they had sex with a few times. And, you know, he was seen by everybody else as, you know, well, if Colin can get it, no one is safe. You know, that that's a true fact. And I was, I was really happy to see that that was shown. One doesn't have to sleep around with every Tom or Harry Dick in order to be infected. And that's a real powerful message to remember. The other messages that stood out to me was from the main character who made two specific points. The first being to his roommates and friends as he was in the hospital bed, that he knew he'd been infected and yet he still didn't stop having unprotected sex. And he wonders out loud how many people he infected or killed because of it and asks them, do you hate me now? This made me feel like he was being really selfish and uncaring, you know, when he did that. But I know that this took place so many times in real life. I remember many times when I heard of people who had HIV and were still having sex with people. And seeing this in the show made me feel like that is a reason why a lot of people really hated gays and continue to distrust gays to this day. I'm not sure Davies put that line in the show to highlight that emotion, or maybe he did, I don't know. But having seen this attitude for myself back in the 80s, it made me question many people if they were really being honest about their status, and it still does to this day. Lastly, towards the very end of the show, the main character is clearly dying and is remembering all the boys he had over the years to his mother. His mother clearly doesn't understand the joy he's trying to share with her by saying in his own way that he had lived a life of fun and laughter, love and acceptance from his community, who he called his family. And this is a statement that many parents should take notice of. Many gay men never share their stories of people they loved for a moment, a day or a lifetime because of the shame families put on their gay son's sense of self. By shutting out their child and not accepting them for who they really are, regardless of who they love, the parents are left to ask others for stories of how their child lived their life. And this is one of the biggest and saddest takeaways for so many LGBTQ people. 
that the families they were born into are often not the family of choice they leave behind when they pass away and their biological family is left to wonder what they missed. I'm really happy to have watched this show three times and I suppose my thoughts on it don't have to be the same as others. Everyone will take away what they will based on their own particular history and memories of those wonderfully wild and dangerous times we lived through. I was one of the lucky ones and I'll always remember those who touched my life in such a meaningful way and never made it because of HIV AIDS. And I'm going to leave you with this final thought. Unlike the name of the show, being gay or getting ill because you are gay is not a sin and should never be viewed as one by anyone. Having someone treat you differently because you are gay is the real sin here. And I hope everyone remembers that. Until next time, cheers.